This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes... The one-hour phone-in show, all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item or maybe a collection you're curious about, you can learn about its value or maybe things you didn't know about that have special value by listening to this show, Consignment Heroes. Our phone lines are open, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. Maybe you have an entire house that you need to clean out for sale, and it's full of 50- and 30-year-old objects. Wondering what to do? Well, you can call Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. They deal with this sort of stuff all the time, and they get you maximum dollars, and many times find hidden gems worth tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, as well as this show, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. We were on this week... Four back-to-back episodes on uh, A&E on Wednesday nights. Ooh. And I think we're going to be back on four this week, Wednesday nights. So we're back on A&E. They must like us. Uh-oh. Mic adjustment. Mic adjustment. I was enjoying the story, though. So yeah. you're all over A&E. We're all over A&E. Uh, it was actually nice. They did the, um, the Who Wants to Be a Bazillionaire, which is one of my all-time favorites where Bogart's on it. And we, we get all the Zimbabwe dollars. And we had a lot of fun. That with episode it. is famous. You guys find, yeah, like trillions and trillions yeah. of Zimbabwe currency, which has since been, it's defunct now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We still have some. But we, they only said we made 5000 on the locker. I mean, we ended up making about 8500 on that locker. Oh, good. Because of all the... Which I saw nothing of, obviously. You got your cut. It was a small cut. I didn't cut. see it. Yeah, and we did also the one with the janitors where Bogart got his cut. We got uh, all the uh, uh, car parts and uh, plane parts and I remember this motorcycle one, yeah. parts. Yeah, odds and ends, yeah. Yeah, and that that was a lot of fun. And Bogart didn't want to lift that day, so he took the rest of the day off, you know. He got paid. I had strep throat. I know, okay. <laughs> but now, you know, we're in interesting times right now. You know this, eh? Because now, for the first time in how many years... We have the choice. Do you want to go to a Raptors playoff game or do you want to go to a Leafs playoff game? High times for collectibles in both of those areas, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, Bogart, now, if you only have so much money to spend, Bogart, which one would you rather go to, Raptors playoff game or Leafs playoff game? Oh, Raptors, because Leafs would be way too expensive. (laughs) I'd have to sell an entire set of something. Okay, okay. No, but it's it's unusual times for that. And, Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about sports collectibles. Remember last week... I was talking about a gentleman who, I said, get a second opinion. And someone came in and looked at his hockey collection and said, we'll give him 35000 Then they went and said, we'll give you 45000 Okay? And what I always tell people... Negotiating against themselves. 
Yeah, no, but they it's do it right sign, away. Right? And I say, whenever you go into a store and they don't give you the right price right away, run. Run out of that store as fast as you can. No matter where else you go, you're probably going to get a better deal because that person was trying to take advantage of you, okay? They should... We try and be transparent. When people say, can you do a little bit better? We always give the best price we can in our store. We say, here's our margins. I'm getting too old to, um, and too bad in memory to, to lie anymore. I just can't do it. You know, I can't <laughs> keep track of the lies. So out of laziness and exhaustion, you're just going to give your best and final usually out of the gate. I'm giving, I, I, I like I, this attitude. This is, that, is good. Yeah, is that and, good? Okay. No, no, it's good, but it also helps you pull out your back as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. your back is out. But this is part of it. You don't yeah. have time to negotiate. I'm in pain over here. Oh, I know. No, but not. So, but to continue Get on this story. Backbreaking deals. That's back, what you're doing. I'm doing back. <laughs> how long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> so, this customer, though, this client, has, his collection ends up being worth a little over two, between 190 and maybe pushing over to $200,000. Wait, wait, wait. The, the initial offer was thirty or forty, something like that. Thirty-five thousand. And the actual retail price that they could get, the difference is a used Ferrari. Yeah. Wow. So, so I'm going to be. Um, I'll actually, as this progresses, this gentleman's going to use me, I think, on this. And when we get to the final price, I'm actually going to be saying it on the air and saying exactly what we got for the client on this one here, because it's it's such a difference that he could have. He's like if someone says for your baseball cards, I'll give you forty five thousand. Most people say, oh, that sounds like a deal. Hmm. You know what I mean? And this is where get a second opinion, and it ha- you got to do it. I can't overemphasize. Getting the second opinion. Try and make one of them ours. Doesn't have to be ours, but get a second opinion because this person almost took the deal. How did he know to call you? Did he listen to the show? No. It was when we did it was one of those small coincidence things where I'm down in London helping against you know those people who go around to do the they go to the the Legion Hall and they'll buy your stuff and they run a big ad and they don't yeah. pay nothing. Yeah. Well I was down in London helping one of the local dealers who's there giving fair prices all the time. Um promote his thing. In comes a friend of this other gentleman and said, oh, my friend's going to be selling his collection for thirty five, forty thousand. 40000 And I said, I know this kind of guy, this guy, what this guy collected. Let me take a look at it. And then one thing led to the other, and then I looked at it and I says, we're not even close. I was past 45000 in 10 minutes. Wow. Like I said, this stuff and is nothing worth- inside of you said, "Hey, I'll offer him fifty and no. take advantage." And no, 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 no. Even though I knew that, I know he says because we actually do what the stuff is worth. You know what I mean? And he trusted me, and I says, "No, we're going to go through it." And even if he sold it, the very least you should take for this is probably a hundred, hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, someone else does the work, okay? right? Cause because there's some organization; it's a big yeah. uh, card collection or whatever it was. But I think we can even get him more because as I'm going to go through it, he needs a professional. That's what he needed, a professional. And not when he's probably, I'm a professional buyer. Like, I've got a neighbor who's a professional buyer. That means you just got to pay him more. Mm-hmm. Profe- I should say he needed a professional, honest buyer. Right. Not implying the other people aren't, but I know that I am. <laughs> <laughs> this happens, though, especially like we're talking about like estate sales, right? Like sometimes like you're always saying, make sure you tell your children and grandchildren if you have uh, beautiful or rare items, tell them the story. Yeah. Because if they don't know the story, they won't understand its value. So like... Yeah. You know, I could lose uh, my grandmother or something like that. And I go, oh, that old baby grand piano, just, you know what, haul it out or donate. And you find out, oh, it was Liberace's piano. Oh, it was worth $2 million? I didn't know that. Happens every single day, all the time. I know. And what gets me about the donation is that sometimes if you really want, I I have no, 
regret about people donating. I don't want them donating to people who have more money than they do. If they're go donating to a good cause, I'm all for this. But sometimes if you give them a uh, $5,000 item and the donating company sells it for $30 and they get the whole $30, yes, but it would have been better to sell it for $5,000 and donate to the company $5,000 and take a tax write-off, even if you don't get the tax write-off. Give them the $5,000 if it's actually worth that. Because I've been at places where people are packing up a leak and saying this all go to the, um, one of these donation companies. And this is... Uh, um, a Moorcroft, it's a vase and this and that. And they, they know they're only going to get $50 on these because I know people who go to these places. Like there was someone in my store, we deal with a lot of the trade. And we what we deal with what are called pickers. And they go to um, Goodwill, Sally Ann, Valley Village, and they'll pick out, these guys will always put out jewelry, costume jewelry, and they get me gold every single day. Interesting. So that's what I mean. Someone brings in a collection of costume to us. We go through it, getting the gold out of them because we're better at it. And we're not looking to rip them off. We're looking to, if you've got gold, I'm happier because the more money they make, the more money I make. I make my percentages. And if we find gold for them, they're happy and we're happy. Or silver or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, I remember we're, that one time that you bought like this big collection and then you like one item, I don't know, slipped under something or was inside of something and you called them back like a week later and you're like, oh yeah, we actually got more money for this. So we're going to give you some more money. And they were so confused. They were dumbfounded. Like, wait, what? Like you already made the deal. Why do you I care? Know. No, we've done that a couple of times where I'll go back and give people extra money or say it come out a little bit better than we thought or, or we found something after the fact and... It's yeah, just, it's called integrity. Yes, well, it's good, what we do. excellent. That's what we do. <laughs> and there's, but there's other times where it doesn't, something doesn't end up being gold, and that's what we we tell people we're taking a chance, you know, right? And we try and test it out. But with the costume, I don't know how many times we find gold. I mean, all the time. Well, you're, you've always, t- for a couple of years now, you're saying don't throw your costume jewelry, even if it oh, doesn't yeah. have gold. It has value, amazing oh. value sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, yeah, for sure. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. Our phone lines are open, 416-360-0740. If you have a rare, interesting uh, item that you're curious about or maybe a whole house you need to take care of and uh, clean it out and get it ready for sale, who knows? Uh, again, the number, 416-360-0740. A, little bit, uh, a couple other things you keep in mind. Uh, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny, they have a store you can visit and get all of your questions answered there. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street, so that's... In Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie, right on Young Street. Again, the address, 10,341 Young Street. You can also call their store, not now, but maybe after the show, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Let's get to the phone lines. Sure. Our first caller is going to be Carol. Carol, how are you? I'm good, and yourself? Not bad, and I'm told, uh, where are you calling from? Mount Forest. Mount Forest. Okay, where is that? Godridge. Uh, no, an hour's hour north of uh, Guelph. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Good to have you. So I have here in a note that you have a, a vase sort of thing that you need to help identify. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't know whether that's what you'd call it, a vase or not. I, that's what I'm going to call it for now. I'm going to give you the rule. If it's over $50, it's a vase. If it's under $50, it's a vase. Uh, but I'm not sure it's either one of those. It I'm kidding. No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about 20 inches tall. Yeah. Some people God. would say it's beautiful. Some people say it's just horribly ugly. It's kind of got a, 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 what I'm going to call a pedestal on it, then it's got the bulb part that holds water or whatever, then it's got a long neck on it, then it's got a, a pitcher part on it, and a big handle. You know, I'm going to say, do you have a camera? Yeah. Can you send me a yeah. picture? Now, <laughs> on the bottom it says Martin. 
Martin? Yes. Okay, that's weird. Okay, Martin. M-A-R-T-A-N. Oh, okay. Martin Brothers, is they make vases or vases. Actually, they make vases because they're $20,000. Okay. Um, it's really ugly? Well, some people would say it's really ugly, and some people would say it's really pretty. Ugly I mean, cells. Like, you know those drip-glazed uh, vases out of the 1960s came out of Germany? They go for two and $300. They are just ugly. Yeah. They're designed by blind people. Okay. Can I say that? Yeah. Can I, a question. To an untrained eye, how do you know the difference between something that's hand-painted and something that's a, a decal? A leth- okay. In the old days, I'm going to say this, hand-painted was something they used to say, spout the, the benefits of being hand-painted. But it was cheaper to hand-paint something in the 1920s than it was for a decal. Okay. Okay? So hand-painting in Japan or Germany or stuff like that, they would be hand-painted. Now, if it was, if you can see the little dots or you can see the brush marks, dots mean it's a litho, brush marks means it's going to be hand-painted. Now, what do you mean by dot? Dots, dots, dots actual of- dots. If you look under with a, a 10 power, you might see some dots. Okay. Now, in that the, works with paint. paper. In the paint itself. Yeah, or you'll see a consistency. That's what we use when I'm doing autographs as well. Um, I'm looking for the dots, or I'm looking for um, uh, the consistency, where okay. it would have been on a decal. Okay. Okay. These are just little tricks we have. Yeah. Okay. But on your vase here, I'm going to want to see a picture yeah. of it because yeah. your powers to describe it are better than my powers to know what it is yet. Yeah, but it's like the only thing that I can see that might make me think it's hand painted. It has a lot of, of gold, I would call this on it. This is good. And this... and on the bottom, obviously painted in gold with a with a brush is five seven two dash M G. Sounds Austrian. I'm gonna bet this is almost Austrian just to start, but I'm gonna okay. have to see a picture of this. It may have it may have Italian roots from from where it originated where from one I know where it originated. Well then it'd be Martini. Yeah, Instead no, no definitely no eye on the end. It's just, okay. Yeah. Now, okay. sometimes what will happen on some of this, the, the name will get pressed, uh, brushed out or something like that. So that's when I might have to see the style of it, and then I'll start looking for the name. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. Just, just, uh, just curious. Did you I'm tell her how to snap a picture? I'm not sure. Oh, snap it. a picture and send it off to yeah. our um, sales yep. at Toronto Gold Silver, yep. all one word. Dot com. Yep, or I may bring it down to you someday. We kind of got a little bit of stuff here, and I just but I was wondering about the decals and. and yeah, no. If I see it, I'll show you. It's like how I do. Yeah. It's just you know something. It's like when you've been in business for forty years, it's touch it, feel it, see it. Yep. And and sometimes I'm, I can look across the room and know what something is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 But there's well, no. If you grab your cell phone right now and take a, it, the easiest way to do it is just grab your cell phone, click a picture, attach that picture to an email, send the email to. Uh, sales at torontogoldsilver.com. It would be great if we can get you an answer by the end of the yeah. show, because we oh. if we get eyes on it, it'd be very, very handy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, just click a picture and send it to the actual email address is sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Our okay. next caller is in Mississauga. It's Irene. Irene, welcome to the show. You're live on Zuma Radio. Oh, hello. Thank you very much for taking my call. I have a pocket watch. It is uh, Burks okay. and 14 karat gold. Okay. Now, is it a woman's or a men's? Men. Okay. Does it have a, a hunter's face on it? Uh, is it enclosed? Is there something that goes over the dial to protect the dial? That's called a hunter's face. Over the dial. Like, okay. Yes. Yes. There's something that goes over the That means there's more gold in it. 
generally these Burks watches, unless there was something given something to, given away during the war or something, they're just going to be worth the gold in it. Fourteen carats going to have five to six hundred dollars in gold in it. Now that can be sometimes the weight. You can do the total weight of it, and it's usually about one third. But inside, there'll also be what's called a strengthening um, a ring that is made out of uh, cast iron, which adds to the weight. So it'll all, I know you like it as a watch and price sentimental, but what's going to happen is the price of gold is going to be worth more than this watch as a collectible is worth. Yes. I'm sorry, yeah. Unless so you'd it's be low, trading it in to be destroyed is what you're saying, essentially. Well, you don't have to worry about what's, yeah, don't think about it. Now, do not fix it. Do not repair it and do not clean it. Until you yes. find out if it has, even if you don't sell it to me, okay? So what, what is it worth? Like 14 carat? We're 14 about. carat is probably four, five, six hundred dollars $600. I don't know the size. You haven't given me the size. But having a hunter's face, 14 carat, probably going to be around uh, 35 grams of gold in it. Okay? So now the reason I'm saying this, and I say this to everybody out there, is that if you're going to do not fix your watches Unless you're going to keep them, you want to keep them for Johnny as a grandson, don't fix them until you find out approximately what they're worth, even if it's not for me. Because you might be putting $200 into a $100 watch. And then, you know, sentimentality, all of a sudden, as soon as it starts costing you four or $500 for sentimentality, all of a sudden you might want to forget it. Okay? Yes, that is a number on the back, yeah. which is 77894. Now that's usually a, a repairman's watch. If they, if this watch was repaired twenty five years ago, the repair will have a repair number on it. Okay, yes. but being gold, and if it's working right now, great. But if it doesn't work, and I'm, I say this in all sincerity, please, all our listeners out there, don't fix them unless you're definitely going to keep it and you find out what the watch is worth. Okay. And not a pie-in-the-sky insurance thing that someone says worth $1,000. Find out what it actually sells for. Well, why if, do they, what do they call it a hunter's face? Oh, because it protects it. That, you put it in your pocket, it. yeah. I just, I don't know. I've so never known So hunters take it? I don't, I don't hunter's it. face, that, yeah. I was wondering the same thing. Why, why? hunter's face? Is that yeah. the name of the guy who came up with it? Or is it because hunters, hunters might fall or lie on it or something? Or I don't yeah. know. I'm not, you know, we're going to have this answer for next week's show. <laughs> okay. You're listening to Simon Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. If you have a rare, interesting item, maybe you have some fine china or some old coins or collectibles, maybe vintage furniture, old record player or records, maybe vintage watches, as we just heard, jewelry, uh, collectible cards, trading cards. You can give us a call right now and get a real-time market value for these items. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. We're going to go to Carol in Little Britain. Hmm. Carol, how are you? Where's Little Britain? Little Britain is halfway between Lindsay yeah. and Port Perry. Yep. And they've got two auction houses. People tell me these areas. I feel like I've never even, like I'm a tourist here. All these areas. It's beautiful out there. You've got McLean's auction and you've got uh, Cornell's. Cornell's, yep. Yeah. All right. So I've never been there. (laughs) I'm kidding. At least you've heard of it. Carol, take it away. Okay. Well, I have, since my son was born, been collecting Pendelphin figurines made in England. And I have, unfortunately, more than 100. (laughs) And as far as I know... I have no one to leave them to. I only have a son, and he hates them. (laughs) And so I imagine when I kick the bucket, these Pendelphin figurines are going to kick with me. Okay. So are they worth anything? Yes. 
I have to say, Carol's got a remarkable grasp on reality. <laughs> this I like happens. It. I like it. <laughs> okay. No, if he really does dislike them, um, okay. Then you're best off to sell them now because his non-love of them will um, reduce the price that he gets for them. He'll probably go into the first place he goes, and someone will offer him a dollar a piece, and he'll say, yeah. I thought he'd maybe have a garage sale. Nah, but you know something? This is something that, as we say in our store, what we do in our store is we buy from Toronto and we sell to the world. Right. Okay, because the world's got more money. Somewhere, somewhere, somebody must love them. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They they go $10, $20, $30. You got 100 of Each? them. Yeah, I do. Each. I have oh, the bandstand and I have... The the boat the jetty that the little ones uh, are fishing off of, okay. and I have oh my god! It just do you have the boxes still? No, not one box. So you're you're semi smart. You're no, smart I, enough. To- I was I was crazy. To, my my husband even uh, sent me a postcard from England. Have mother, father, and Aunt Ruby coming home soon. Mm. I don't even know if he had a good time, but uh, he sent me that postcard. <laughs> okay. Now, what you got, this is indicative of a lot of times. Get rid, You might want to sell these now and give them to your grandson or, or your son the money or have it set up. It's easier to divide money between, between two people. Uh, these Pendelphins, they will sell if you have enough time for it. We do take them in, but we usually sell them in groups of five or ten because it costs so much to do it. You know what I mean? Like, two china cabinets full of them. Yeah, no, you can pack them off. We will sell them for you. We do it mainly on eBay or on our website, and it's no problem at all. We take make a percentage. The more you make, the more we make, and uh, but we usually will tell you how to do it. So what are these? Just like all dolphin figures? They're not they're dolphins. Rabbits. They're rabbits. Oh, you Mother said rabbits, dolphins. Father rabbits, baby rabbits, baby one sitting on the potty. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All kinds of you know, in bed, whatever. They're like they're like the Hummel figures and the same like that. Your 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 the answer to your question is sell them now. And I don't always say that because sometimes I want you to I want to force uh, the grandparents stuff on the grandkids and say here this is the story you're keeping this now, and the, keep it. Nowadays kids don't collect anything. I know. Well, they collect oh, no. money for a while. Who doesn't collect money? Yeah, yeah I know. Then, yeah, I, yeah. My generation's. By and large, broke. We they can help you with space this. to hold this stuff. Yeah. I'm going to be out in the Peterborough area and out in that area. I was born in Lindsay, actually. I didn't uh, know that. Really? I like going out there. Uh, it's God's country. It's just beautiful. Um, I'm going to be out there in the next couple of weeks. If you give Sabat Joshua. Joshua new, Barbeau. Is, Joshua Barbeau. We, we've is got that. two producers today, which we is have, lovely. Yes. We have, you're being produced twice today. Um, you can, he's going to take your number, and I will call you when I'm out there, or you can call me at my shop, which is 905-737-4653, and we can help you, okay? Thank you so much for your call. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Phone lines are open if you have a rare, interesting item or a whole collection or a whole house you have to clean out. By the way, if you are planning to clean out an estate, you should give uh, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny a st- uh, call at their store. You can call during regular workweek hours. That's 905-737-GOLD, 905-737-4653. We'll be right back. The following is a paid program. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300. 
and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. And we're back, and we're live at the beautiful Zoomerplex in downtown Toronto. This is Consignment Heroes. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. 416-360-0740. If you're out of t- town, we have a toll-free phone number. That is 1-866-740-4740. Our next caller is Greg in Mississauga. Greg, you're live on Zoomer Radio. Good day. Hi, what do you have? I got an eight-piece set of uh, what they call is a tea mug. Okay. A tea mug? What is a tea mug? Oh, a tea, I assume. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, tea mug, okay. Yeah, now, how'd you get this? On the site it says uh, Zoomer 740 Radio. What are they worth? <laughs> they're priceless. What does he have? What? I, I missed it. What happened? I can't believe it. He said they're from Zoomer. Oh, he's got a set of Zoomer coffee mugs? Is that what it is? Yeah. They're priceless. What are you giving me for? I will give you, uh, well, it'd be dishonorable to sell them, especially if you won them on Face the Music, obviously. It's like a, an Oscar. You don't actually own it. It's on loan from the station. So you're not free to sell that. <laughs> it's still property of the station. Pardon? I don't remember signing that piece of paper. No, 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 no. It's a spiritual bond punishable by 30 years in prison. <laughs> well, I knew I was going the other way a long time ago. but he saw I don't know what a Zoomer, a Zoomer mug would be worth on the open market. I would guess... Five bucks. I don't know. Yeah, no, there's. Down to collect, actually. Yeah, I know something. As the station keeps on going, there are going to be people collecting Zoomer stuff 15 years from now. There are going to be yeah, people collecting. Not? Yeah, of course. He just created a market. Just created a market. No, there are... people collect McDonald's stuff. They collect Tim Hortons stuff. Why not Zoomer? Yeah. Like, if you had a, a hockey schedule from one of the radio stations from 1959, it'd be worth $150. Right. Okay, because it would say if whatever station was bringing you the Leafs at that time and had the hockey schedule, people collect, luckily, not my son included, but and not generally the young people, but a lot, some people do collect Toronto history. Yeah, well, it's funny, because uh, I was just joking around about you can't sell an award, but I did, I, one of the saddest moments of my life was, uh, it's like a pawn shop at uh, Jarvis and Queen area, maybe five, ten years ago, and they had a couple Geminis that were for sale. Only they said they can't actually sell them. You didn't buy them? No, what? No, no. No, I would buy that in a second. I don't think you can actually buy them, though. That's what the pawn shop guy said, that there, there's like a weird ownership thing there. Like, same with an Oscar, you can't, I, I, I think you're not supposed to. Sell an Oscar or something like that? I don't know what the deal is. I'd rather just say sorry and rather than ask permission. How they, what are they going to get involved? Some guy in a tuxedo shows up and reclaims it? Get out of here. I know what you're saying. I have some awards, and I, there are a lot of people who collect awards. I have a friend of mine who's got a Queen's Plate award, like the actual Queen's Plate. Yeah. Was one. They're worth a lot of money. Yeah. Okay? And, and people collecting that. Like if you had a... Um, uh, a Vesna Trophy Award from 1960. Well, and I think you happen to know what that was for? Yeah, it was, it was for the goalie, top goalie. Oh, okay, there you and go. And that would be worth, oh, I don't know, $15,000, $20,000. 
Any of the hockey players, like old jerseys, any of the awards, any of the old contracts, all this stuff has mega awards. Like just the Vesna card I praised for this gentleman this weekend was worth $5,500, and it was not in good shape. If it had been perfect shape, it worth $25,000. Okay, tough question. Who won the Vesna in 1960? I'm going to go with Jack Pond. I don't know. I'd have to go back. Do you know the answer to no, that? No, I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just putting it out there? Now, if you're a good lawyer, you're supposed to ask a question you know the answer to. I was yeah, kind of a leading question. I'm going to say it's either Hall. So I don't know if the last caller was serious. Did he actually have a tea set and Zoomer radio mugs? Either way, yeah. we're moving on. Our next caller is going to be Andrew, and he's calling from Barry. Andrew's on line two. Andrew, how are you? Hello, good sirs. I am good. How are you guys today? Pretty good, pretty good. And what do you have? Excellent. Well, it just so happens I used to work at the very antique center. And okay. one of the dealers passed away, and there was boxes and boxes of things that they were just throwing out. So I took one home, and I found in the box an old brass. It's very ornate. It's like a desktop set with an ink blot and a pen holder. It's crystal, like a crystal ink blot. And a crystal holder. Yep, yep. And a very ornate brass set with a built-in business card holder as well. Uh, the business card holder is going to make it a little later. The earlier ones made up, a lot of that stuff was made out of brass. Now, is it a cast brass yes, or is it very fine so. in detail? It's, well, it's very fine in detail. It is very ornate, very beautiful, beautiful. You know, very, it looks almost, I would say, 1920s myself. Okay. But but they did reproduce them. Now, this is where it goes back to where I talk on the show about stuff being signed, okay? It can be signed with a country of origin, signed by a manufacturer, or uh, something that tells you that Joe Blow didn't make this or it wasn't made in a factory in China in, uh, 10 years ago. You want to know yeah. the fact. Now, say if it's made by Tiffany, it's going to be worth 2500 If it's made by, um, I'm trying, Hubley, who also did brass and bronze stuff, it might be worth $350. I have to see wow. which it was and who signed it. Now, it'll usually be on brass. There will be marks on because they were proud of it. Brass was almost like not semi-precious, but it was a, a good maker. A good maker would put his name on it, okay? Mm-hmm. Somewhere on there, there is either an initial or a mark of, of uh, who made it, and then, then I can give you the price from there. Well, I'm looking around it, and actually I cannot see... Any any such like initial okay sign. Yes. It'll still be worth if it's a reproduction. Still be worth between fifty and seventy five dollars. Depends what else was in the box. If you're working at that brand, Barry Antique Mall, didn't they, are they still going? They're st- absolutely still going. There, it's a wonderful. Place, okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you go in there and you get lost a little bit. You know? Is this the four hundred <laughs> flea market? No, no. He's talking north of that. There wasn't Barry. It's uh, it's on Innisfil Street, Tiffin and Innisfil Street, near the Lakeshore in Barrie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's there's wonderful stuff there. Honestly, like it's. Well, you're, it's are you sure hour. you don't still work there? Because you're doing a heck of a commercial for them. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No. no. <laughs> No, like I say, um, I think they were in business for the, the antique stores. Like I talk about Southworks out in um, in Cambridge. Yeah, and oh, yeah. that's the biggest. And Barry would probably have been the second biggest in mm-hmm. Ontario. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, and maze. It's a maze when you go inside. It's, well, they don't advertise with us, right? So go to Southworks. Yeah, go to said. Southworks. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I have to send people to Southworks, which is open today, and this is where I keep on sending people to buy the recycled antiques. And it's a day. I would say, like, it's a good day trip to go. Oh, yeah. Even if you go, I'm not that into this sort of old stuff. Go, and you might be surprised at what you find. No, but if, if you are a grandparent or a mother and your kids want to buy you something, 
Tell them to go to Southworks Antique Mall and buy you something you can relate to. You do not want anything out of a big box store. So you're saying to Andrew on the low side, $75 yeah. for this. Okay. But I have to see it, but if it's signed, and this is what we talk about. Remember I say a lot of people have 10 different items, and one item would be signed. Like I have a Tiffany Silver Bowl. It's worth $400. Silver's worth $90. Signed, it's worth 400 Signatures right. make a difference. Tiffany's, of course. Because people collect it. Our next caller is Holly. Holly's calling from Guelph. Holly, how are you? Hello, Holly. Yes. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm, I'm fine, thank you. And what do you have? I have a painting. It's a watercolor painting. It's European. It looks British. And it's uh, by William F. Ashburner. Right, he's super famous. Let me guess, let me guess what the image is. An old-timey woman in a garden. It is. <laughs> That's every one of his pieces. <laughs> well, he's very beautiful. Yeah. No, no, I'm not mocking it. I'm just saying that, like, oh, I, no. he's very recognizable. Lady. Yeah. Well, we call it the lady, and we've always thought it was sort of... Is it original or a print? It's, it's an original. Oh, okay. wow. And, okay. No, no, this yeah. could be worth my... Now, even though, Ben, you know where people can see us, our look on TV, so you can't lie and like that? Here, look at that. Every one of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, Woman in a garden. How we, how we got it was my husband, about 50 years ago, was driving through a rich neighborhood, and there was a very large house, and they were there was furniture and all the objects from the house. They were having a big sale, and he was interested in art, and he went went through these uh, all these uh, collections of art that they had, and. Um, he thought that was an original. He looked at it and he thought, yeah, it's original. And he thought, well, they wouldn't, you know, it, it would be something of good quality to come from this house. So yep. anyways, we've always had it. We've always called it the lady and everybody thinks it's beautiful. And I really don't know what to do with it because well, you can start older. calling it. The, you can start calling it to your son's college fund if you sell it. If it is oh. legit, yeah. If it is. A lot of repo. Oh, this is a, this right. is a common no, household item in the region. My mom had one. Pardon? Yeah. Uh, my, my, my son works as an artist. He's a production designer. Okay. He's looked at it, and it's original. We've had it for, um, as I said, 50 years. Wow. And But we've always thought it, it we felt kind of guilty having it. We always thought it should be in a museum. No, no, okay. But uh, I don't think European watercolors are, are, are of much interest now. Oh, yes, they are. No, no, there's no such thing as bad product, just bad pricing. Now, here, I'm going to say two things about this. The people who had this sale, this yard sale, could have used Bogart and I, my help, because we wouldn't have put this out there for what you probably bought it for, $50? Did you pay fifty? Um, well, my husband—he was—I he, wasn't with him then, but he—he he didn't pay very much for it because okay. it was in with other uh, a collection. Of, I think, I think he thought that whoever had put it out there with these other objects that they didn't really know what they were doing. Well, see, now, excuse me. Now that's where I come back to what me and Bogart do. We actually know what we're doing. Okay. So this, I'd rather make the point here is these other people should have used our help. You're going to benefit from it because they did not have a person giving them right prices on their stuff and they were selling it way too cheap. You probably should have bought everything that was on the yard sale if it was like that. She wasn't there, her husband. Her husband should have bought probably everything that was there. But if you want to sell it, we can help you sell it. Uh, But we'll have to see it and make sure it's original and then we go from there. 
But if my, my biggest point here is the other people made the mistake. You're benefiting from it, but they made the mistake. Let me get this straight. So what typically would you do with it from here? You'd say it's probably going to end up in an auction if it's going to yeah, be an original piece. It'll probably end up in piece. Europe. No, we'll send to Europe. Okay, and so what would, what would that look like from her perspective? Who is You're going to have to pay to ship it and insure yeah. it over there, and then the auction house will take a fairly sizable proportion of this sale, right? 20 well, to 30% somewhere in there? Yeah, but they might be able to sell it. You might be able to sell it right away. Yeah. Or we can say the price for this is sold better sold in Europe rather than sold here. Right. We still have a market here. Yeah. But we can come up with a price for it. This will sell for six, 7000 whatever the number is. Right. There'll be a size. There'll be the quality. There'll be no repairs to it. Like right now, we have a Frederick Bell Smith that's worth... It's a watercolor, fresh to the market, probably worth twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand. So, right. no, note to everybody out there: if you see a garage sale, buy everything there. No, no, I don't. <laughs> you can't miss. <laughs> no, no, but certain times, I what she just said was very valid. It was in a very nice neighborhood. Everything else around it was very good. Sometimes I will judge if even if I don't know something about a piece, I will judge it. I call it, judge it by its neighbor. Says everything around here has got money, gotcha. and that means I don't know what this is. But I ain't leaving it there. <laughs> or if, it, yeah, is it possibly illegitimate or legit? You go, well, I'll look at everything else there. Yeah. 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 Okay. I see what you're saying. And no, this is, and this is where I'm, if I'm buying costume, even if you're buying purses, if someone is uh, living in a house that's, uh, that it looks like the, the Gucci bag is fake, it probably is going to be fake. But I've heard in, in a weird way people apply that to used cars too. They go, judge it by the tires. If they have the cheapest tires on a used car, probably wasn't treated that well. Yeah. If it's got very expensive tires and they're selling it used, they probably cared about the car. See, that that kind of thinking. A lot of what we do on this show is just common sense. I'm actually when people ask me my opinion on something, I'm actually I'm trying to put it back on them. Just use a bit of common sense with this, you know? So, Holly, uh, you're free to get in touch, uh, obviously, yeah. after the show. You guys can get closer eyes on it, maybe have yeah. somebody uh, go to the store or even, you know, c- click an image and you can get an actual assessment, verify its status, and then determine where it's going to end up. But it'll yeah. probably be in an auction, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah, for something like that. 416-360-0740. Don't call that number. That's the wrong number. You want the store number. That's 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Yep. Our next you. caller is John in Mississauga. John, what's happening? Hello. Yeah, I got uh, airplane seats from nineteen early nineteen eighty DC ten. Uh, they were from like a airplane. What? The, airplane, airplane seats? The actual seats, seats out of the airplane? Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, uh, cockpit they're, they're, seats they're, they're, or or uh, passenger seats? Now they're passenger seats, but they were uh, in a, like a business class on the front. The ones that, uh, you know, a little tape tray pulls out in the front. But anyways. How many do you have? The DC-10, and they're blue. I just wonder what... Uh, what how many do you have? I'm thinking like a home theater or something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. How many do you have? Uh, I just had... Um, <laughs> I had two. I had two sets, but I sold one. Uh, somebody took it like a friend, but uh, I, I got one left. Like they're two together; they're on a frame together. Gotcha. I, so you have two seats, is the answer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I, I, I can imagine there's a lot of people. They've got a Cessna, and you know they they have it at a municipal well, airport. Maybe they want to have it in the hangar. Maybe they want yeah. it in their foyer. Who knows? If I had that, I'd probably sell for five or six hundred bucks. Yeah, I was going to say this is going to depend on the marketing. You have to reach the right guy or girl yeah. who wants an item like this. But it's fun. 
Oh, yeah, because I know a friend who's got cockpit seats from, like, F-15s and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are cool. No, those are kind of cool, but now being, that's why I asked, is it a cockpit seat or is it a passenger seat? But this is something you could have in your basement or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Do you imagine, wait a minute, do you know how much it would cost? I mean, how to lift these things? The Bogart, would you They can't be that heavy. How oh, heavy? No. Are they heavy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, maybe 150 bucks. Yeah, I didn't think they'd be that heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I would, if I had them, I'd probably sell them for four to $600. And that, that's a complete guess because I can't imagine there being a whole market out there on these. How the heck did you get these? Uh, they had a, there was a company called Air, uh, Transit Air in 1986, and they went bankrupt, and they were selling all the remains of the aircraft like a maintenance facility, and this is where they were reupholstering stuff. So I bought two of them, and... Uh, Okay, that's legit. I would say you're all these years, but now I got no room for it. Spiff them up, and I'd put them online, or drive yeah. to a municipal airport, put them in the back of your truck or whatever you got, and see if you can market it to to like yeah. hobby pilots. I, I that, that would probably be the audience for this. Yeah, like if your seats were like you know the you know when the gardens closed down, they sold all their. My seats. My father in law has one of those seats. Yeah, yeah, and what's he probably paid nine hundred to fifteen hundred for? It. See, I don't know what he paid, but it's not a hit. With his wife, my mother-in-law, I, I like, that's not get for it. main. It's like, it ends up in a basement, like tucked away. I know. It's like a very, very hard to look at blue color, and it's yeah. all oh, mounted and everything. Blues yeah. are my favorite. Okay, but I don't understand. So, like, the, the game's done, and you're like, "Well, you know what? I'm just going to pick up this seat and walk away." No, Think no. of all the butts that have been in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and people get them signed. Oh, Bogart, I should say this on May fourth and fifth and sixth. Bogart, at least myself, I'm going to be at the card show at the expo at. Um, uh, what's that place? International Center. Okay. And we'll have a bunch of this stuff. I don't know if I'll have one of these seats, but if someone wants one of these seats, not, I don't want this gentleman with the car, the plane seats, but if someone has seats from the gardens or any other major arena or even see any, um, uh, the mistake by the lake, I would like to buy those. Okay. Cause I you don't stadium have stadium seats, stadium seats. All right. Sounds okay. Good. But, and anything else, a sports memorabilia, but the stadium seats actually sell between between six and fifteen hundred dollars, depending yeah. if you got them in frames and stuff. Well, they, and they look them. good. They look good for stadium seats, but they're not going to match most of the rest of your house if you live like a normal human, right? Like it's hard to look at. They go in the man cave. That's I'm what sorry. I'm saying. It ends up in the basement. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next caller is going to be Harvey. Harvey's calling from Welland. Harvey, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Oh, yeah. I've got a Glenn Lowe's book of art. It's in a. Uh... Leather, it's a leather-looking book of what? Is this the big one that's like yeah. 24 by 36? Yes. Okay, we just sold one of those, but it was all the earth. They sold originally, I think, through Ducks Unlimited or something. They were a charity thing, and they were selling it back then for about $1,000, and in today's market, they go for about between $100 and $300. Come people, on. Okay, I could lie to you, but you're going to find this out. Wow. What people do with them is they rip them apart and frame up the pictures. It's uh, the book is in a brown leather looking thing. Yeah, we just sold it for three hundred. And it's got a white. It goes into another white embossed insert, and then there's a walnut wooden box with a lock on it. Right. Yeah. That's, but I, I guess is it times have changed. Like people would say, well, I'll leave this on my coffee table. My yeah. guests will come over and flip and peruse. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. People come to your house, maybe, and then they're on their laptop or their yeah. phone. There's no more magazines that you need to keep on your... On, like, no one's going to open a book anymore for their yeah. entertainment. They're going to turn to their phone, and this is an example of that. So if you want to show the art, you have to frame it individually and make it easy for people to see it. 
Is that Seriously, fair to yeah. say? No, Why that's fair. To, and whenever they, t- I, I don't know how many times I've said this on the show, when it says collector's item, limited edition, um, and this price says both of these things on your Glenn Lotz thing, um, uh, last one for sale, avoid these things like the plague. Like I have grandmothers and they're buying the stuff for their grandkids from the Royal Canadian Mint. And they say it's a collector's item. I said, you're buying one-tenth of an ounce of silver for $150. If your grandkids' grandkids will never be able to sell these and make a profit or even get your money back. If you're going to give them something, give them real silver, give them real gold. Which you can also get from the mint, in all fairness, yeah, you right? Can you can get, get it from get the, the mint. pure gold or silver as opposed to the decorative. Yeah. Do you know the Royal Canadian Mint is the only company, I think, in the government that actually makes money? I mean, literally makes it. They do, but they, they make the money. They make a profit. Yeah, from voluntary income. Is that what you're saying? Involuntary gotcha. income. It's because they're overcharging. Like my, like my stories. I know this one person. He spent three hundred ninety thousand of his of his kids' inheritance on stuff they end up getting one hundred forty six thousand for. So he turned oh. three ninety into forty because you'll never get like. And if you don't trust me. Something, if you buy one of these on one of these shows on TV and they say this is a limited collector's item, something you bought three months ago, try and sell it today. Not just me, but sell it to somebody else. Try, try and sell it and see if I'm telling the truth. One out of 100 products ends up going up in price, but 99 out of 100 of them go down. Go down to their melt value. Yeah, go down to their melt value or they're not worth it. They're just, you're overpaying. When you buy it on some of these things like the Home Shopping Network, the first 40% goes to the Shopping Network. Then they have, the company that puts it on has to make a profit. Then it's what it's actually worth. So how Wait, much? Wait, they're not selling it at a loss? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, I know much, what you're saying, yes. Yeah, but I'm, they're allowed to make money, but there's so many there's so many fingers in that pie, there's no pie left over. Okay? Gotcha. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. We'll be right back. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. We're back. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio, and we are live. Two stars of the show are in studio, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures on A&E. They have a store. It's located in Richmond Hill on Young Street. The actual address is 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,341 Young Street. Our next caller is Linda in Mississauga. Linda, how are you? Fine. How are you? Pretty good. What do you have? Oh, a bunch of stuff. I have some um, old records that are like on film. They're like really old. They're very flimsy. They're records on film. Yeah, it's like a probably one of the original 
time they started pressing records. Oh, now wait a minute. How old are these? Now these on what are called acetates? Would these be I the would, original pressings? I would think so. They're really flimsy. Where'd you get them? That'll give My me an idea. I got them from, uh, he moved into an apartment in B.C., and uh, they were there. Somebody left them. Okay. Um, I'd like to see these. Now, in the record industry, vinyl right now is very, very popular. Okay? Yeah. You're rock- and people call, them up, call me up. The rock and roll is good. Jazz is good. Blues is good. I have You're all s- that. Soundtracks are terrible, as a general rule, unless it's rock and roll soundtracks, like Godspell or something like that. Uh, your popular stuff, like Perry Como, uh, Ed Ames, um, that's no good. Frank Sinatra's still good. Any of your country western is good. But going back to what you might have, you might have what are called acetates. Well, okay? on one side it looks like cardboard, and the other side it's like a, a vinyl. Or Let me see these. You might have one-ofs. Okay, now yeah. depending on who the brand is or something like that, like an acetate from the Beatles, I think, just sold for 190000 or something. What? Okay, it's so now... some Lopez Orchestra. Uh, this is not going to be good, but okay. Let me see them. Before we go poo-poo and say it's not any good, I'd like to see something on these okay. and come up with a good... Like, it might take me a day or two. Oh, yeah. But if you had, say... Um, Acetates from Ronnie Hawkins or something, or oh, yeah. or, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or Neil Young, mm-hmm. which would be pressed up here. And Neil Young, for one of his first records, probably worth forty thousand of anyone's money. Is oh. acetate the dye that they make a record from? It's, it's what they actually make in the first part. It's very flimsy. It's very flimsy uh, vinyl. It's black and it's uh, regular stuff. I'd like to see it. Okay. Um, and it, it depends on where you got it and what other stuff came with it. Any, any kind of musical notes came with it? it no, um, it's just in a dilapidated old cardboard uh, binder that's fallen apart. Let's see it, and it could be nothing, but if it's something, mm-hmm. it's worth the trip to uh, worth the ri- trip to Richmond Hill. How's that? Okay. The other thing I have is a hall vase. Okay. Um, USA, and it says... Uh, it's got a number on the button. Say hull on it, H U L L? Yeah. Okay. And it's, um, E, I can't. How read. big is it? Oh, it's about 20 inches. It's a fish in the shell. Okay, they're right. worth about 60 to $75. Hull, McCoy, and there's a lot of um, Pennsylvania and Ohio potters made stuff in the 1920s to the 1940s. Sometimes if you get something like Fulper or uh, Rookwood or some of the major, major, many, um, uh, pottery makers, they can be worth several thousands of dollars. Okay, but you'll generally be able to tell these by the, uh, they'll still be signed, but you'll be able to tell by the glazes and how nice it looks, okay? And one more thing. I have yep. 21 karat gold um, pocket watch woman's that's over uh, 100 years old because it was my... Yep, bring it in, but it's going to be just the gold. Uh-huh. Hate to well, tell what, you this. It, maybe the make is something. Maybe it might be if it's a PJ or uh, it depends on what the manufacturer is. But generally, as a general rule, men's watches sell, women's watches don't. Okay. And we generally melt them, and they're generally smaller. Um, what about it being twenty-one karat gold? That's twenty-one. That'd be uh, rare twenty-one. And very be, pure. No? Twenty-one point six, ninety percent. Wow. It's going to be very soft and. Uh, it's generally not made in that kind of a quantity. Not on watches aren't. Would that suggest it's a good brand or no? Uh, maybe, maybe. But a lot of times the manufacturer and the case maker are two different people. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And they and they would assemble the cases according to, like, you'll have an Elgin in a steel case, in a silver case, in a gold case, in an 18-karat case. Same watch in different yeah. cases. Okay. Gotcha. 
So that makes and then Hunter's face. No Hunter's face. We Not all know what Hunter's face. How many is. women Hunters do you know? Okay, but that Canada was doesn't my have point. a Hunter's face. Yeah. No, the Jeremy. So, so we do think it is literally a hunter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah. is there actually a hunter's face on the case? There are women. There were women's watches where it's usually diamond encrusted, and you have to flip it open to see the watch. Yes. So, isn't that a hunter's face then? That would be a hunter's face. Yes. So, a woman's hunter's face. <laughs> I am definitely getting to the end of this it's by a, next week. <laughs> they might call it something else. I don't know. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Obviously, uh, you've been listening to Consignment Heroes. We were live for the next two minutes. We are anyway. Uh, they, the, the Paul Kenny and. Bogar Kenny, you know them from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures on A&E. They have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying value that most people overlook. They have a store that you can visit and enjoy, and you can even consign rare and interesting items to the store. That means you sell it there, they get a part of the action, you get most of the action. Or you can just sell it to them straight up. Their store is located at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10341 Young Street, right on Young north of Major Mac in Richmond Hill. Uh, you can also call that store during regular work week hours. That's 905-737-GOLD. So whether you want to sell an entire house or just your collectible items or you want to know its value, you can call this store 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Any final thoughts? Yeah. I want to go on that lady with the pendelphins. If there are people with Hummels and they have large collections of Hummels, leave in your roll domes. I keep on saying about the Royal Dalton figures, and people say, oh, they've come down. They're not worth less. They're worth less than they were worth, but we still handle them. And if you have no one to hand them down to, or if your kids just don't want your 131 Royal Daltons and Hummel figurines, we can help you out with it, okay? Well, and I would say even maybe, you know, maybe they don't care, but if it comes down to I've lost my mother and I'm distraught and she had 300 figurines— I don't care to get maximum value. I know. Just get him out of the, you know, it's not something you want to deal with at the time. So I see what you're saying, though. Why, wouldn't, why, if you know what they're worth, why don't you liquidate them beforehand rather than they get less effort in the sale? And people are downsizing. Plus, I'm going back to that idea that Bogart and I don't know which to go to, a Leafs game or a Raptors game playoff. We, we, we actually he said it's have... determined by price. He's going to the Raptors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, no, but we might have a listener who just happens to have a couple seats they want to go with. Oh, they want to donate. Nice... Oh, oh, okay. We're the dog game donated I like this. End the show on a charitable tip. Send us your playoff tickets to Toronto sports franchises. Sure. Special thanks to show producers Sebastian Hearn and Joshua Barbeau. Everyone have a great day. Thank you. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.